the Holy Gospel according to St. Luke, the 21st chapter. While some were speaking of the temple, how it was adorned with noble stones and offerings, Jesus said, As for these things that you see, the days will come when there will not be left here one stone upon another that will not be thrown down. And they asked him, Teacher, when will these things be, and what will be the sign when these things are about to take place? And he said, See that you are not led astray. For many will come in my name, saying, I am he, and the time is at hand. Do not go after them. And when you hear of wars and tumults, do not be terrified. For these things must first take place, but the end will not be at once. Then he said to them, Nation will rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom. There will be great earthquakes, and in various places, famines and pestilences. And there will be terrors and great signs from heaven. But before all this, they will lay their hands on you and persecute you, delivering you up to the synagogues and prisons, and you will be brought before kings and governors for my name's sake. This will be your opportunity to bear witness. Settle it, therefore, in your minds not to meditate beforehand how to answer, for I will give you a mouth and wisdom which none of your adversaries will be able to withstand or contradict. You will be delivered up even by parents and brothers and relatives and friends, and some of you they will put to death. You will be hated by all for my name's sake, but not a hair of your head will perish. By your endurance, you will gain your lives. But when you see Jerusalem surrounded by armies, then know that its desolation has come near. Then let those who are in Judea flee to the mountains, and let those who are inside the city depart, and let not those who are out in the country enter it. For these are days of vengeance to fulfill all that is written. Alas, for women who are pregnant and for those who are nursing infants in those days. For there will be great distress upon the earth and wrath against this people. They will fall by the edge of the sword and be led captive among all nations. And Jerusalem will be trampled underfoot by the Gentiles until the times of the Gentiles are fulfilled. And there will be signs in sun and moon and stars, and on the earth distress of nations and perplexity because of the roaring of the sea and the waves, people fainting with fear and with foreboding of what is coming on the world. For the powers of the heavens will be shaken, and they will see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. Now when these things begin to take place, straighten up and raise your heads because your redemption is drawing near. This is the gospel of the Lord. In the holy name of Jesus, amen. As much as we would like, we do not control when and how we will end. Even the best plans can be thwarted by something unforeseen. But the truth is, 
everyone and everything comes to an end. Now, Jesus talks about ends today in the Gospel reading. He talks about the temple's end, then he talks about the disciples' end, and then he talks about the end of the universe. And naturally, the disciples want to know when and how these things will take place. They want to plan their life around the end. In the days leading up when it is about to happen, they will prepare physically, emotionally, psychologically. But this preparation at the end has a fundamentally different character than how they would live normally. There's a problem with their life today being inconsistent with the end. A life inconsistent with its end means a greater chance for regret by leaving something undone or a relationship unreconciled or just something unsaid. The disciples believe if they know when and how the end comes, they can get to the things that are just too difficult, too painful, too stressful when they really need to, but not today. Interestingly, Jesus avoids saying when and how the end will happen by simply talking about himself. First, when the temple ends, he encourages his disciples to stick with him and not lose their way. Then when the disciples end, he says that he will be in their hearts and his mouth will be their mouth. And then when the universe ends, he says they simply need to look for him so that he can bring them home. Jesus teaches he will be in the midst of our end, or to put it another way, his end is our end. And since Jesus's end is our end, our life changes for today. 82-year-old theologian, Stanley Hauerwas, said, a good death is one in which the death is commiserate with the way one's lived. A faithful life means a faithful death. A content life means a content death. There's no rush at the end to make up for something you put off. At the Easter Vigil, when we pray the great litany, we actually pray that the Lord would deliver us from a sudden and evil death. Or to put it another way, we pray that God would give us a slow and good death. This, of course, sounds like a nightmare to the people who want a quick, painless, in my sleep without being a burden sort of death. So why would we pray for that? 
We pray for a slow and well-prepared death to give us an opportunity to reconcile, to reconcile with God, with our family, and with the church. Now, of course, in actuality, we are meant to live today, every day, reconciled with God, our family, and the church. Now, we know, though, that sin has broken those relationships. Sin makes us believe that the pain and dying are worth in life separated from God. Sin makes us not to trust our family. Sin makes us think that we can receive salvation outside the church. Sin makes us believe we can put off reconciling those relationships until the end. However, today we learn, since Jesus is in the midst of our end, he will give us words of forgiveness in order to be reconciled with God, with our family, and the church. Now, we want to know when and how the end comes in order to minimize the pain and suffering. However, when Jesus' end is our end, pain and suffering are swallowed up in victory. Pain and suffering and death are not bigger than the resurrection. The resurrection is bigger than all of it. This is why Jesus in verse 18 says the disciples will not perish even though he said in verse 16 some of them will die. Jesus doesn't tell us when the end comes and how because we are meant to live life fully today. We're meant to live a resurrection life right now. That means a life without regrets without conflicts, fear, unforgiven sin, or anxiety. A life with a clear conscience, forgiven sin, contentness, and joy. When the end comes, we simply straighten up because we're ready for Jesus to lead us into eternity. Knowing Jesus' end is our end then satisfies and calms the anxious heart, but it does not make life easy. Jesus told the disciples three times that he would die and rise again, but at the end they scattered and wondered, would he return? Also, the Garden of Gethsemane, the trial, the road to Calvary, they were all filled with suffering before Jesus experienced the resurrection. That means there are trials and tribulations set before us, even for those who are reconciled with God, their family, and the church. But the thing is, though, is that Jesus promises that the glory of the resurrection is incomparable to anything in our current experience. The suffering will pale in comparison to the joy of the resurrection. 
Even our greatest joy will pale in comparison to the joy of the resurrection. And this reality then gives us strength and courage and hope. For now, every day we practice our end by living each day like it's the last. First by asking God to forgive our sins. Then by freely living in God's forgiveness, by reconciling with our family and getting right with the church. There is so much to look forward to in living or dying. There's so much life in living and dying that there's no need to know when and how the end will come. We have enough things in trying to love God and each other, not to mention loving those who need God and the church. So let us focus on those things and not focus on the end. Because when the end will come, we will simply straighten up and behold the joy of our redemption. In the holy name of Jesus, amen. amen.